KPBS On Demand is supported by the National Conflict Resolution Center. Topics like political polarization and hybrid work policies can create workplace conflict. NCRC can help workplace leaders navigate divisive issues with the culture, communication, and conflict certificate. More at ncrconline.com. Good morning, I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Tuesday, April 11th. County supervisors meet today to call for Nathan Fletcher's immediate resignation. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. Today will be one of the warmest days of the week. Expect fog in some areas before 11 a.m. and cloudy skies through mid-morning. Highs of 70 near the coast, high 70s in East County, over 90 in the desert. The rest of the week should be cooler, Thursday and Friday could even see some light showers. San Diego County has made $25 million available for affordable housing developments. These funds were made available through the Innovative Housing Trust Fund. This fund was created in 2017 to build affordable housing. Developers will need to apply by June 5th. Housing projects for low-income families, seniors, transition-age foster youth, veterans, and people experiencing homelessness will be considered. If you ever wanted to foster a dog, now might be the time. The Humane Society will give $100 gift cards to anyone that fosters a dog for two weeks. To get the gift card, you have to get a dog over 50 pounds. The incentive focuses on big pups because they're harder to place in foster homes. The record number of dogs at the Humane Society inspired the program. There are over 500 in its care as of Monday. Shelter officials are attempting to get 50 large dogs foster placements. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team, Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash O-L-L-I. Nathan Fletcher says he'll resign from the Board of Supervisors in May following sexual assault allegations, but most of the other supervisors want him gone sooner. KPBS reporter Matt Hoffman has more on the special meeting being held today. Supervisor Nathan Fletcher was on a medical leave of absence for PTSD and alcohol abuse when a former colleague accused him of sexual assault. Fletcher denies these allegations, but says he'll quit the Board of Supervisors in May. Now, a no-confidence vote calling for Fletcher to resign immediately has been docketed for a special board meeting today. Board Chairwoman Nora Vargas brought the resolution forward. It is clear to me that the only way to move forward is without Supervisor Fletcher on this board. I believe he should resign effective immediately. We reached out to Fletcher's office for comment. A spokesperson for the supervisor says he's unable to respond while he's in treatment. The supervisor's vote is symbolic. Ultimately, the timing of the resignation is up to Fletcher. Matt Hoffman, KPBS News. 
A statewide program to help Californians looking to buy their first home has seen extreme demand, so much that it's already out of money. KPBS reporter Jacob Ayer talked with experts about what other help might be out there to get that down payment. The California Housing Finance Agency launched the Dream for All Shared Appreciation Loan Program two weeks ago. It offered first-time buyers up to 20% off the purchase price of a house or condo, but the program has already run out of funds and can't take on any more applicants. Real estate broker Ali Ergaby says it's a particularly attractive program compared to other similar offerings for both low- and middle-income households. I got a lot of new clients' uh, inquiries who said they were interested in this program and only this program. They wouldn't be able to buy without it. And those, those clients, plenty got pre-approved, but unfortunately the funds ran out so quickly uh, that a lot of clients didn't get to take action with it. Cal HFA told KPBS that additional funds are dependent on the state budget process, which will play out in the coming months. Jacob Ayer, KPBS News. Proposed legislation in California would require college students at public institutions to show proof of HPV vaccination. Stephanie O'Neill of KFF Health News has more. HPV, or human papillomavirus, is a common sexually transmitted infection causing nearly all cervical cancers and a handful of other potentially lethal cancers in both women and men. Available since 2006, the vaccine must be given before a person's exposed to the virus and becomes sexually active. But in California, efforts to require preteens to get the shot have met strong resistance from vaccine opponents and some parents uncomfortable with their kids getting a vaccine linked to sexual activity. As a result, state lawmakers have modified a bill that initially aimed to require all incoming eighth graders to get the shot. Now the proposed measure calls instead for schools to inform parents that kids should be immunized by the eighth grade, and the bill would require students under 26 attending public colleges and universities to show proof of HPV vaccination. I'm Stephanie O'Neill. Coming up, how tech layoffs in the U.S. are affecting Tijuana. We'll have that story and more just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. Remember those layoffs in the tech industry from January? KPBS border reporter Gustavo Solis says the pandemic has created a bit of a tech boom in Mexico. This office has everything you'd expect from a Silicon Valley tech company. Free food, art-covered walls, board games, and stunning views. Except these views aren't of the Golden Gate Bridge in the Bay Area. They're of Tijuana's skyline and the Mexican border. And this office is a sign of Tijuana's booming tech sector which is mostly fueled by the fact that there aren't enough American engineers to fill IT jobs north of the border. 
The reason of our existence, if you will, is because there is this extreme need for engineers in the U.S., and right now they're, they're not meeting that demand. That's Omar Parra, engineering director with IT Juana. IT Juana connects American companies with Mexican talent. Basically, we built a team for you. Those teams include everything, engineers, managers, site directors, not to mention software developers well-versed in multiple languages, like iOS development, Android, full stack, web, cloud, DevOps, DBAs, and so on. Itijuana currently has 400 employees contracted with American companies. Parra expects that number to grow to 1,000 within two years. Fernando Torres calls this the pandemic layoff boom. He works for Softec, the largest IT nearshoring company in Mexico. Ahorita sí estamos entrando como que en un boom que tiene que ver con, con también los, los layoffs que están sucediendo. Torres says American companies increased their workforce at the start of the pandemic, but started laying off those new hires in January. Now they're reverting back to pre-pandemic staffing levels. Y complementando esos servicios con modelos más cost-effective. Torres says that the companies that laid off workers are now seeking more cost-effective options in Mexico. We had so much work that we couldn't keep up with it. David Fishman is seeing the same thing. He's CEO of the Sparrow Company, a recruiting firm that helps companies find workers in Mexico. He says that the pandemic's disruption to global supply chains forced companies to think outside the box. And for a lot of them, that meant Mexico. Not just the big multinationals, but the smaller, the, you know, the $50 million to $100 million company saying, hey, we'd like to add IT staff. Everybody was going to Mexico. There is so much interest in Mexican IT workers that it's getting harder to find them. Fishman says they try to lure workers with more money, but now it's more common that those workers will get a counteroffer to stay. Let's say that the candidate's making 45,000 pesos. We offer 60,000 pesos, which is a, a decent raise, okay? And then they offer them 70 to stay, okay? And then they turn our customer down. Back in Tijuana, Parra hopes to avoid this competition by investing in developing local talent. I Tijuana has multiple partnerships with Tijuana's universities. What we've done is invest heavily in programs like the trainee program with universities. Tijuana has more than 35 public and private universities and more than 14,000 students enrolled in engineering and technical programs. Dozens of them work as part-time trainees at Tijuana. We actually put them in real possession, real jobs, real teams, real projects. A group of students toured the Tijuana offices during our visit. They could be working there one day. And they finished the tour with a round of applause. Gustavo Solis, KPBS News. The Turner Classics Movies Film Festival kicks off Thursday in Hollywood. KPBS film critic Beth Hakamondo will be attending and says even without an expensive pass, there are some events you may still be able to see. The TCM Film Festival is one of my favorite events because meticulous care goes into not just curating the titles, but also into making sure each film looks its absolute best. Your best bet for buying individual tickets are for films at the huge TCL Chinese, where you can find King Kong celebrating his 90th birthday, 
or at a midnight screening of the Mexican cult classic, The Batwoman. I can also recommend the large venue at the Hollywood Legion Theater, where Ben Modell will provide live music accompaniment to the silent film Clash of the Wolves to close the festival on Sunday night. So the music is there to help the audience get into the mood of each particular scene, clue them into uh, an emotional uh, state that may be happening, or help them with the rhythms of maybe a comedy gag or something uh, like that. But the idea is to enhance and optimize what's happening on screen. But the film, you know, I'm watching the screen. That's like my sheet music. Watching a film with live music is a special treat, especially in a beautiful vintage venue like the Hollywood Legion Theater, says Modell. As soon as you walk in, you're in a state of awe. You're in the environment and then there's so many other people going on the ride with you and cheering or laughing and knowing that there's a living human being in the, in the room creating the score for you. And my scores worked out ahead of time, but a lot of it's also improvised. So we film accompanists are aware of the vibe in the room. You know, the Sunday night, closing night of the festival, of the TCM Classic Film Festival, the energy and excitement, uh, I can sort of lean into that and make it make the score itself part of part of the experience. And then as soon as the lights are up, it's gone. It's like going to a cinema church. The Clash of the Wolves also features Rin Tin Tin. A German Shepherd who was a big star in the silent film era. And the reason they're showing a Rin Tin Tin picture is that uh, this being the centennial of Warner Brothers, this particular film was actually lost for decades and turned up in an archive in South Africa and got repatriated to the, to the Library of Congress where it's been preserved and the 35 millimeter print of this will be shown at the festival and a new scan of it has been done and that, that's what aired on TCM earlier. The TCM Film Festival is for people who revere movies and enjoy the transcendent experience of seeing them in person on the big screen. The festival runs this Thursday through Sunday in Hollywood. Beth Accomando, KPBS News. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. Tomorrow, we'll explore how delays in childcare funding impact local businesses. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great Tuesday. KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota Dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota, let's go places.